This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com slash idle thumbs and enter the offer code thumbs at checkout. And this episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, a subscription service for gamers that delivers licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. And you can use the promo code THUMBS at LootCrate.com slash THUMBS for 10% off your first Loot Crate. P is for Pop and and <laughs> P is for every word that you shouldn't say. P is for podcast. May 14th, 2014. This is Idle Thumbs 158. I'm Chris Remo. Thanks, guys. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. This is a lauded episode. Quite. Lauded. It's quite lauded. <laughs> Let's spend a long time introducing ourselves without actually saying who we are and then uh, get into some stuff. We're going to need your cell phone I can't tell because I means... need to ask you what version of Watch Dogs you're going to buy. You need my cell phone to ask that? Well, because for you to understand oh, right. how to yeah, choose yeah, yeah. which version of watchdogs you're going to buy, you're going to need to look at quite the rubric. <laughs> Have you seen this, Jake? No. Oh my god. You need to go to like the watchdogs Wikipedia page and just Hopefully click on it release. Shows up on the on the mobile version. So basically to explain this, Sean like Sean sent me a message today and he's like, There's something I want to talk about on the podcast, but I don't know if you can communicate it without visuals and he sent me a link and I clicked on it and it is a table that shows you <laughs> wait a minute like all the- of the content that is available in every single shipping skew of watchdogs it's like a matrix <laughs> that you can cross reference like the additional con- Jake is like freaking out right now <laughs> it shows all the possible content that exists in this game and then which version of the game you have to buy in order to get that but like we have to just read the two axes like, of collect- this graph I know. Yeah, you don't need Start to going. see it Start but going. you're just okay so um across the top we have uh the, well, the first column is the list of features, and then it's all the editions of Watch Dogs. So we have features, then we have the Standard Edition, the ANZ Special Edition, the Special Edition, the Vigilante Edition, the Uplay Exclusive Edition, <laughs> the Limited Edition, the Dead Sec Edition, the Digital Deluxe Edition, the Uplay Deluxe Edition, oh, no. the Gold Edition, and the Season Pass. And it's also worth pointing out the Season Pass does not actually <laughs> include everything. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, the features that you can or can't get are exclusivity to different regions. So the uh, right there's ga- certain versions yeah. you have to buy depending Game on where you disc, live. Digital yeah. download, and like then we AMZ have AMZ is Australia, New Zealand only. Yeah. That includes things. Yeah, but then we have. You can get the White Hat Pack, the Breakthrough Pack, the Palace Pack, the Signature <laughs> Shop Pack, Untouchable Pack, Cyberpunk Pack, Bloom Agent Pack, Dead Sec Pack. Pack Dead Sack Peck is uh, a bad 90s band. Um, Chicago <laughs> South off. Club Pack, T-Bones, single-player campaign DLC, Conspiracy Mode Digital Trip DLC, Watch Dogs Map of Chicago, exclusive packaging, original soundtrack, Aiden Pierce's <laughs> iconic cap, Aiden, Aiden Pierce's, Pierce's visual iconic cap. That's my, like, actually underground music process. <laughs> Agent <laughs> Pierce's vigilante mask. So... Okay, Steelbook, 23-centimeter, parentheses, 9-inch, Aiden Pierce figurine, artbook, augmented... Well, this is where we're getting... This is now, like, the radio ad where it's like, watch, like, Map Chicago, exclusive package, yeah, original yeah. soundtrack, Aiden Pierce's iconic cap, Steelbook, 9-inch Aiden Pierce figurine, may not be available in all editions. <laughs> <laughs> available only in special edition, vigilante edition, you play edition. Available dead, only dead, in New Zealand. Like, yeah, but, Hold on, God. slow down. Anyway, I... You want me to art book for invented yeah. reality cards and three and exclusive, three exclusive badges. badges and three exclusive badges. How many? There's also exclusive features. GameStop pre-order content. So all those things. How many are there of the various features? How many total features? Yeah. 
Um, not including the things that are like basic, like game disc and digital download. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's 19 or 20. Yeah. A little more than 20. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, what edition would I get? And there's 11 was, different editions. If I was interested in the cyberpunk, the cyberpunk pack, well, cyberpunk pack. Out. And I lived in <laughs> Europe and I was going to get it digitally. What would I have to get? Um, you'd have to get, have to get the, the Uplay del- exclusive edition. You'd have to, get, or, or the deluxe, the, the digital deluxe edition, okay. or gold from the PlayStation Store. Oh, or I season want pass. All, that comes. It has to get season pass if I get the gold Is on it, the PlayStation. Or I'm not season pass. Clear what that, that means with season pass. Mm. Yeah, season pass. That could just be a like. I guess season pass just adds it. It's like and, the, the big DLC pack, but season pass does not include get the Chicago South Club. Pack. It does not include his iconic hat. His iconic hat is only available uh, in the Dead Sack edition for Europe, Middle East, Asia, and Australia, and as well as some other regional uh, releases. So, so, <laughs> so that iconic I ordered. Hat. Well, no, that's the only one. That's the yeah. only one it's available in. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, his vigilante mask is available in those regions, but also the limited edition only in North America, but not the Dead Sack edition or. Christ Almighty, or the special edition. Not this is actually a stealth Kickstarter campaign. That's what's actually <laughs> going on here. <laughs> Man. Yeah. What's this funny is, is I uh, was ordering that computer earlier for Paolo, and I had a graphics card in our cart, and it was coming with Watch Dogs, which was kind of making me excited. That I was like, oh, yeah, cool. This graphics card's going to come with Watch Dogs. And then now I realize that it probably wouldn't even get past Does the start. Would it? But yeah. I get that vigilante mask? Probably not. I probably wouldn't even have the game. I guess I'd be able to like walk around Chicago, but I wouldn't have any guns or. Well, do you know what version you're getting? <laughs> UI. Because like the I don't know. I think it's probably just the <laughs> this kind of. Thing if you makes... want the white hat pack, it's only on PlayStation in most regions, unless no, you this get was the definitely Uplay a di- deluxe this edition. A PC edition. <laughs> Digital deluxe for the white hat pack. How many of those are any of those offers? Like related only to their retailer? Like, oh, you can only get this one at Best Buy. Uh, it mentions that there is a. a GameStop game pre-order exclusive one. poster. Okay. Not 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 interested in that. Anyway, I feel like game reviews should only actually be buyer's guides that tell people whether or not they should buy games because <laughs> well, then also, you get a new four-page magazine feature. If you think this. you're going to write an objective review without playing all of these different versions, you're That's fucking true. you're a fucking liar. Bias. You are bias. Do you have the three <laughs> exclusive badges? I need to know. This influences my purchasing decision. <laughs> Note that the three exclusive badges are only available in the Dead Second Edition, so I hope that you have Which a is only in the Middle Europe, East or Europe is playing and who you can compare against. Um, Meanwhile, Transistor comes out in a week and they're like, it. pay $10 more for the soundtrack because we know the music's going to be real good. If I buy it through um, a GameStop kiosk card, can I upgrade to the soundtrack? I don't actually yes. know if they're offering GameStop <laughs> <laughs> So you got you well. Got, you have to be able. To. You got a little excited by watch underscore dogs, but then you, you then you're. I, I'm really curious. About I thought this game. they I'll gave look it up, up on, on Wikipedia. Uplay. I thought Uplay was gone now. Maybe Uplay is just an exclusive content distribution <laughs> network. <laughs> Maybe it's now just the phrase they use to distinguish certain like retail. Uplay is actually their schools. internal algorithm for generating that chart. <laughs> this is terrible. How does anyone it's know which of these co- like DLC? Uh, they packs know because this Wikipedia. Oh, which ones are good? No. <laughs> Chris. Because it's is such, there anything else that so does this? Shots. There's like special edition and deluxe no, edition DVDs. Absolutely, yeah, but it's, but it's always way after the fact. The release of the film this. because these are integrated Music directly never does it. into the content of the game. Music does it Nothing a little bit, like but this. it's never to this degree where you'll get like sometimes like a when, when an album, like an album into, will come yeah. out and there's a couple there's of B sides you can get on iTunes and you won't get them on Amazon. You'll get something else, um, but it's never. But this, it's never. But it's this. not like exclusive instrument mixed in like right. And it's never difficult to delineate what like the core chunk of content is exactly you're always right. like oh the album is really these 12 the songs this, that's the intent bonus that's the uh, yes, yeah. right you can still assume that there's I, well, can you go on <laughs> okay if you buy the standard edition does that mean like go to the store and oh my god the standard yeah the standard edition includes the game but if you buy the playstation version it has the white hat pack and xbox <laughs> standard edition doesn't so good i guess Watch Dogs Prime is just buying Watch Dogs on a retail disc for the Xbox, for Xbox 360. Yeah. Or PC. Well, actually, the reason... Oh, I was going to seg us into You're going to talk about Connect, Of course. <sighs> How did you get ahead of me that fast? Because we're talking about the Xbox, and this is the week of Connect, the, the uh, Connect the con- Rising. 
I'm sorry, oh, no. Uh. This is the week uh, where choice rules. <laughs> choice rules all over the fucking place this week. Look at that, look at that watchdog pre-order chart. Where else does choice rule? Choice rules on the Xbox One. Is that a thing? Is that you a can phrase? choose? Yeah. Gamers can choose whether or not they want to connect. As of oh, today. that's true. That's true. Did you guys? Okay, so this Oof. by the time this podcast comes out, that news will be not new. I guess. Well, it'll be tomorrow. Well, I guess tomorrow. it's a day later. But th- you guys, this is news to somebody listening to this. I suspect the Watchdogs yeah. pre-order matrix, or oh, that and the, the connect stuff. This is all new so at to least somebody. One person. So you can, um, as of now or the next time shipments go out, I guess, um, or sometime if I was a journalist, I would know. You, Microsoft announced that they will start shipping Xbox Ones that don't include a Kinect built-in. And <laughs> they're, 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 they're <laughs> like, what did you want? <laughs> they're positioning it. Did you guys watch the video? No, no. there's a video. Oh, the video is really depressing. Wait, there's now, a video like, now to announce. Sh- now you no can share connect. news with us. Yeah, huh? I want to know what the video yeah, is. Yeah, the video is just various Microsoft internal hardware team leads who all clearly have had a camera pointed at them and who have to say, "Well, we're really excited about the choice that we can now offer gamers. Where they, um, if some gamers aren't ready for connector, they prefer to just have the base system. They can. And then like it has like the slow well lit pan of the guys like, of course, we'll." Um, those gamers will be missing out on their face being identified and on voice commands, such as the ability to snap to a channel. And, uh, you know, just listing every... Like, they, can, they won't be able to sit in front of their Xbox and have it recognize them, but it's a choice that a gamer can make to not have a Kinect. Of course, we will still continue to develop new Kinect features, such as this, this, and this, but the system is now available without a Kinect because we think that choice is important, and you guys have all been telling us that what what you value in a system is the ability to choose is it's cheaper yeah and is, doesn't have this thing i'm never going to use yeah is that's an, uh, like so i'm not that's it's that's true but also the last time that microsoft did this i feel like it you mean with the hard drive what yeah I, yeah when they the xbox 360 was positioned as the console where the hard drive is an integral part of it mm-hmm. and then yeah. they said you know yeah, we could probably ship one without the hard drive yeah. and i feel like that probably actually was really bad for that platform no i agree but the difference is every single game developer wants and needs access to a fucking hard drive right whereas no one really needs connect access yeah Yeah, that's that's totally true it's just it feels like a backpedal and a cost-cutting measure in the name of choice in the exact same with a hard drive yeah in this case case, spin it some way the connect the connect has already become like the vestigial organ of the xbox one so it's way more fair fine with me though like yeah i I was really put off by the fact that, like, I wouldn't be able to... T- I mean, I don't have an Xbox One, but part of the reason I was kind of turned off by it... Like, Nick and I have a... There's one looking at you right there. Have a, well, I know. This is not where I live. But, like, Nick and I have, a, knows PS, your face. have a PS4 in <laughs> our house. But, like, the one of the reasons I think he got the PS4 before the Xbox One was just, like... It just seems more straightforward. You didn't want the camera like, with the motion sensor on it? It's just like, weird. It's like, why do I need that to turn on my video game I know. console? It's, it's funny that the Xbox One early commercials for the Kinect like, showed off that it had a little motor in it, but that just made it seem like you can't... You, it probably was bad yeah, timing I mean, to I'm have a, a little camera go <laughs> and focus on you. I'm up at on the same robot time news. as NSA's I don't want it. It's like Edward Snowden, who was yes, like, yeah. living like, in the Moscow airport. Leaking <laughs> also, it's $100 cheaper. Yeah. It's 25% cheaper than it was before, and the only thing that they're removing is this thing that nobody cares about. And what's funny to me – well, most people don't care about it. And so the thing that cracked me up today, the way I found out that the Kinect was going away was by just like – that's how I find out about most video game-related things at this point, probably you guys as well, is just like the ambient chatter from Twitter. Yeah. And the craziest thing about it is that it all took the tone of like – when a celebrity that we've all kind of forgotten about because they were just old, like, passes away, and suddenly people who have never mentioned this person ever are, like, really going to miss this person. Like, that's what all the connecting is. It's like, oh, you know, it's nice that Microsoft is given this choice, but, like, I always really believed in the connect. Like, I always, you know, I always really thought it could be used for something great. Like, that was the tone I saw in everyone talking about this today. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What do you? This right, is the most you, forced you, eulogizing like I've Jeanine, ever. If Janine Garofalo died, be the, <laughs> just, I'm just trying to think of somebody who's like I haven't heard of in a while who I liked a little, like you know. Yeah, that's different though. I, I, I guess actually, that she's a little young. Well, that like, and also yeah. like I like Janine Garofalo a lot more than I like the Connect. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not a big. Fan. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but if Sorry. I had to, if I had to rank them, <laughs> just trying to think of somebody. This is potentially. Like, like if Gilbert Gottfried died. Yeah, that was I was there too. Then yeah. we had mentioned Gilbert Gottfried so, a few like, pods back. It were uh, someone to make a uh, like eulogy montage for the Xbox One, but the Gilbert Gottfried equivalent, it would have like the parrot from Aladdin and probably like his USA Up All Night TV commercial, and then like <laughs> like oh, I remember those things. About and that guy. Problem yeah. Child, 
please. I would not include Problem Child. Are you is. mental? Ugh. Especially not in the Xbox One Connect eulogy. Okay. Milo is the problem child of Connect. Like literally, not figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that was interesting about Microsoft cutting the hard drive from the 360 is they said the hard drive is the huge feature of 360, but then what started happening, it feels like, was downloadable games started taking off. And when downloadable games started taking off, they were small. So I think Microsoft mm-hmm. said, wow, we're seeing a lot of money from these really tiny footprint games, and we can cut a lot of hardware, and they'll still be able to play all the things that are making money. And then right when the hard drive got cut was like with Buy Red Dead Redemption digitally or whatever. It was that, but yeah. it, was, it was within like a six-month window of them also saying, you know what, Xbox Live Arcade developers, you don't need to sit in a 150 megabyte footprint right. anymore. Yeah, because that was untenable. Seven, 800, yeah. 900 megabyte yep. footprint. Uh-huh. And then they're like, I'm sure that those two conversations were happening at two different Microsoft divisions mm-hmm, for who sure. just like went, it's just like a slow motion, just two 18-wheelers crashed into each other at like 3,000 frames a second. So now what... I can only secretly hope only from a bad things happening train wreck standpoint is that just the most amazing killer app for connect comes out in the next like three months. <laughs> Somebody at MGS right. is working on like the four gamers connect right, where it's just voice like, activated someone, like psychological someone in another room fucking amazing. amazing. Like, I yeah. solved it. I got connect. This is amazing. Like everyone who plays <laughs> thinks it's the <laughs> just yeah. uh, as the, you, they they whip pan over to the security camera where you see the connects rolling off the assembly line into a dumpster instead of into the box. Like what are we doing? Into the flame. Right, just, like into the <laughs> incinerator from Toy Story 3. Yeah. They're just refilling the Atari landfill yeah. that they just excavated with right. connects. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a just like shitty, uh, like gift of the magic situation <laughs> where the connect is being put in the fire, but then like weird, they're like, oh, we found that extra space in the box for the Xbox One, and we've put the like Minority Report augmented reality gloves there. You need connect to use them. <laughs> like other Microsoft project that assumes what, they I don't fit know. in like a they roll into a tube. Yeah, they roll into a little tube that packs into the same spot. Like, oh damn it! <laughs> we thought we just had the space here. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's just. Uh, I mean, I don't hope that's the case. I don't really care about. You the do not hope, but you would also. But it would be a. Cos- would be it would be cosmically amusing. Yeah, you'd be amused. Yeah, I would be amused. I would be, but, yeah, I don't know. Games. You punch yourself in the leg like that when you're excited about something. That's your. That's your. That's your tell. So you can't play poker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, bold. <laughs> yeah, it just I did not know about that Watchdogs matrix, yeah. but yeah, choice rules now in games. Of course yeah. it does. Always games has, are as well. Well, well. Yeah, that's because they're, they're not a passive medium, dude. Watchdogs is for me is like the collectively kind of the poster child for AAA game promises to be something different. Cut to is more of the same than you could ever possibly imagine. Right, like. We, Those, I forget if we talked about this last we week. We did a little. Not. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. We talked about it in the office. Oh, okay, like how like this game is supposed to be like this like sedate like NSA style thriller where you're yeah. like it's really almost a commentary on surveillance uh-huh. culture. Smash cut to 1900. Smash, edi- yeah, <laughs> smash cut to watchdogs jerking someone off in a rest stop. What? what? It's like the politician who crusades for clean oh! morals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a showstopper. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, I guess the podcast is over. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't really don't have to Jake's record this again. Lost it. Thought we had, <laughs> thought we had job, 25 guys. minutes of okay Sorry. material. No, it's it's the it's I get it. It's the, it's the Leland Yee is yeah. like right, video game violence right. is terrible. Anyway, I'll actually. It's the Minnesota senator sense. in the yeah. bathroom with the wide stance. Yes. I get it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Sorry, that leap was one too far for the old watchdogs analogy. <laughs> one is not the number the I would choose. Fine, but the leaps required were. I thought numerous. that the presentation of it in that manner would would surprise you enough that you wanted to hear more. I was surprised. <laughs> I was definitely the surprised. The explanation for that joke is only available in Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll be here all week, I guess, on this fucking... Oh, fortunately, we will not. <laughs> fortunately, we're done in an hour. Uh... I was going to say smash cut to like spider mechs and that yeah, purchase and, like, chart. Angry man with gun. Yeah. Like classic angsty, angry. What? What? 
I'm really confused as to what you guys are talking. That's about what's actually, what's actually in the game. In that game. Fucking oh. Spider Max and like just oh, I see. classic like right yeah like torture. Like when I saw the first stuff, it was like you're moving through a city, you're like listening into conversations, oh, yeah, you're like doing, but it seems to just be high tech espionage. And even if that's fictionalized in sci fi, like like whatever if it's like in it the service totally of tonally like, yeah. yeah that's like with the first it is not the first trailer for the second captain america movie was just like ominous conspiratorial narration by robert yeah. redford and cuts of him looking out of like 70s government buildings and the second trailer was just hovering aircraft carriers exploding into each other yeah and then the movie was admittedly both and i liked it a lot but like comic book movies are just like those style of movies these days seem to always do that they seem to put out like their well, it's like, their first and also trailer, now games it's because they it. all their first the trailer, this is what's, trailer this is what's this different it. about it and then it's and then but it's actually right the, the, i think right. the reason they both do it is because too. they both in both cases i think they want to feel and want to make you feel that like oh man this one's a cut above like this one is like really going for something real here but like what you really want is this. So we're yeah. going to like pay lip service to this yeah. and then give you a fucking ton of well, that. Well, that Moby Dick game, the whatever. <laughs> Remember when we were at the VGAs and they showed that trailer for the news, like going to be the new Metal Gear game, but it was just like that guy in a VA hospital, like oh, trying right. to escape, yeah, like yeah, right. termination. Yeah. yeah. And it looked amazing. And then we all realized, oh no, it's just a new Metal oh, Gear no, game. The, the, the title cards got 10% more cheeky and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kojima. I see you. I see, okay. Yeah. I see it. So yeah, that like that trailer like bait and switch, and then like Sean just linking me to that Wikipedia page and me clicking it and it just exploding into just this like multicolor bonanza of capitalism. Like whatever, I mean, selling people things is great, fine, but like the but like just the way that they're modulating it is so beyond human comprehension. What's funny is I bet a lot of games these days are like that. It was just they're probably twenty percent more intense with it. Ubisoft. So oh, it deserves. Yeah, that like, that it's, is just it's, how yeah. games are. That's yeah. what I mean. Like that is just what happens now. Yeah. This just, but like, like it's not. I don't think it's. It, it would be unfair to think this is criticism. We're just leveling, leveling at Watch Dogs. No, it's just in comparison yeah. to. They never promised this game wouldn't have wacky exclusive shit. So I mean, I'm kind of right. that part. Obviously, I'm like speaking more in Hope general as opposed yeah, to yeah. But like, like oh, it's a cool because I forget about that stuff because I don't spend as much time as listeners of this podcast know. Like, I don't spend as much time these days, like, Sorry. going out and buying $60 AAA games. Part of the reason for that is the exact thing I'm talking about. Like, because right. you do, and it's like, okay, it's another game about this shit, and there's, like, 18 different SKUs, and, like, am I getting the real game? But the, I, the, fuck, I don't even want to think about it. I just don't even want to think about it. The thing, right? that's, the thing that's worth remembering about this, too, is it, I, with this many SKUs and this many features, I suspect also the majority of people don't think about it. Because well, yeah, that's of, why this works. We're, we're, well, it's just... The, re- the reason that this most of this actually exists is so the publisher can have higher sell-through to different venues because they can say GameStop. For sure. At your I version know. of the game. Yeah, I mean, I know you know that, but I don't know if a lot of people know that. Like, it's not, like, complaining about this is not, like, complaining about customers being stupid or something. So much of this is just... No, I know. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not... I'm not saying it in a rebuttal to you, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's it's just making it clear. It's just, it's sure. just, it's interesting, <clears throat> like, you you could think that maybe it's, like, when there were only two or three of these, it was very easy to level the argument. Like, this is just a double dip or a triple dip. They're trying to upsell people. But when there's 12 different SKUs with 20 different feature sets available, it's clear that there's no actual way for a customer to optimize their purchase. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's entirely about what gets the most sell-through to Australian distributors, mm-hmm. what gets the most sell-through yeah. to... It's fundamentally to like, different than... How do you get more marketing buy on Uplay or, yes. or on... That, that, you it's, know, It's fundamentally different than saying, like, Here's a special edition. That's the one you like want to buy if you're a super fan, right? Like it's well, that's like the example, the counterexample you you gave Sean of Transistor plus right. soundtrack. Like exactly. if you yeah. like Supergiant and you love the music in Bastion, that's mm-hmm. a notable, easy. Just mm-hmm. you're probably already coming yeah. in knowing what it's you're a, getting. It's a Get, customer facing configuration yeah. rather than a buyer confi- like yeah. right. buyer meaning like retail buyer. Yeah, it's it's so strange. I mean, it's not strange, but it it's. It's odd. It just is exhausting to me, though. It's and I understand that it's, like, not use. meant to be parsed by me. Right. But it's but I still see it's there. The internet exists now, so I can see it on Wikipedia. I know. It's not hidden from me. Whenever I buy a and retail just, game like ugh. this, I just sort of, like, just close my eyes and just... I was just going to say And then just buy whatever it is. Yeah. You have to just turn your brain what, off yes. to it, which just makes the entire process so much less enjoyable. Right. And you don't, like, walk home being like, I have the game. 
If I actually were to buy this game, I would just go on Steam and I would probably at this point just buy the cheapest one. Yeah. That's what I would well, do. Because you know you're but at like, least getting the top left-hand corner of <laughs> yes, that, uh, of that right, giant yeah. spreadsheet. The one that's the most that ends up having dogs. to just like historically be like the thing that is the product of record, right? Right. Like, that's, we need, yeah. like uh, fuck, if this is like, how do we even begin to keep saying that this is like, that games are some sort of like fictional statement or like anything, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, how can a critic take their lives seriously right. when this shit well, that's, exists? That's like, the thing that makes it so frustrating is that both creation and criticism are concerned with like evaluating what is actually there right. and what is not there. Those things are so like, both so important on the in the creative process. But when you look at that chart, there's no way to delineate what's there and what's yeah, not there. Right. It's, it's all just exactly. sort of Ugh. it's this big mushy just like matrix. Right. It's not just, not there. <laughs> that's pretty much how what yeah. my takeaway is from it's because with chart. this with this much of a flowchart it actually just requires it requires a communal rigorous shakedown and distillation so that eventually if there's enough sort of core content amongst all this stuff in watchdogs that sort of communally deserves merit it will probably end up being a canonical pack of this stuff that's true but that's but not it does that's not like it doesn't matter what, what basically shipping your game as like Star three Star Wars movies plus ten of the novels, and then like we'll figure it out later. Right. Yeah, Which is, I guess like, what's happening. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. or bad. No, no, it's I probably know. bad. Yes, but. but the thing you're the the result of the thing you're describing is that it essentially takes minute creative decisions off the hook entirely. Yeah, it's like the only thing that matters is like this just like kind of big bag of shit that's like basically eh, overall it's like fun or not. Like, but right. the, you know what I mean. But as far as like specific, like actually drilling down into like what does this choice mean? What is this choice like? Is is this like additive? Like, is this his cap? Like the fucking cap he wears in an actual like work of creative intent, like of any kind. The thing the character wears is a super significant choice because it's on the screen. This is his iconic cap, so we can we have to assume that it's important. But you see what I mean? Like that's a major choice you make. Like a production designer or a costume designer in a film when they choose like what's the thing that's on the character's head for two hours. That's like a really significant choice. You see what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying in this game it inherently is. I'm just saying right. it should be allowed to be. But like, right. in this case, it that's can't the, be. I think that's the actual argument is that even if it wanted to be, it could not be now. Ex- exactly. Like, I doesn't. I think that's a really like astute yeah. way of putting it. As opposed to the game is bad because the hat doesn't. No, mean I'm not saying it makes it bad. Right. I'm just saying like you're just taking off the table the opportunity the potential is lost. for yeah. people to consider right. that stuff seriously. Like, it's it also makes that, me wonder like like. Not to, to use an idle thumbs phrase, not to puff up our buddies, but like, is there a secret Minerva's den in that chart? Right, you can't just tell. Like the that's chunk actually, of content that like some that guy toiled away on that's really yeah. good. Yeah, you and know? I think that's actually with like a small team. Absolutely, like, and I yeah. think that's a super valuable. Uh, I can't go into details about this, but like with respect, like we were talking about at work about stuff this week about like sometimes the most interesting content in the game is not the thing on the critical path; it's the thing that's like tucked away. That you just oh, right, like, come right, across right, right. because maybe a level designer or a writer or someone like had a cool idea and they <laughs> You're stuck talking it in about there. our game. <laughs> Sorry, and oh. like, Ow. and a lot of times that stuff is like way more resonant than the than the main actual story thread. Mm-hmm. And like, wh- how the fuck do we know if like one out of the eighteen different sub DLCs here doesn't include something like that? And like, I'm just but never- it's really uplifting to be the the like the creative content generator behind that, like the lead designer. But that's really uplifting to be like, guys, actually the white hat pack is sick. <laughs> like it's really good. It's kind of based upon like Foucault's Panopticon. I'm like, it's going to be really <laughs> sick. When, like, when, uh, when you wear his I- iconic hat, a secret C plot thread about his personal identity is unlocked across the entire game that no one will really know about because you can only get the iconic hat into uh, things. But like, so I mean, there's the iconic hat and then there's like, all this DLC magic. content that's presumably actual stuff, right? Like, maybe not. Um, but, yeah. like, Chicago South Club? Like, is that a place? I, I don't know. People probably know that we, and who are not us. Yeah. But p- someone who just walks into the store and tries to buy this stuff is going to have no fucking I love clue that there is, is. I love that. I hope the white hat pack actually has a white hat in it. I assume that's, like, a reference to, like, benevolent hackers. But, like, hopefully that's just an alternative to the iconic cap. It's like, do you prefer the white hat the or white the white hat pack is, in cap? fact, white variants of all other hats in the game. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's you can only the, the true game is only unlocked when you have the intersection of the white hat pack and the iconic cap, which unlocks the exclusive white iconic cap. I think it, it's also 
fair and clear to point out that we obviously don't know anything about the specifics of any of these DLCs. But no. again, with 20 packs and 10 SKUs, who should be reasonably expected to? Exactly. Zero people. Yep. You are free to self-educate about all of this stuff. But if this is what's on offer... A conversation like this seems justifiable. Sorry, I just yeah, I realized sure. that we're saying we're just yes. well. That's why I wanted that's wildly. Why, no, no, that's why I wanted to distinguish between like declaring what choices are important and saying that some choices should be allowed to be important. And this mentality just makes that almost impossible. Yeah. Anyway, want to take a break? That was a yeah, good note. Take, take a break. break. Oh, the Wii U port has been delayed to fourth quarter 2014, but who knows what it will include. <laughs> <laughs> If it comes with one Luigi cap for your I, guy, that's it. Yeah, that's I was gonna it. say all, all fucking all sins, <laughs> all sins forgiven. <laughs> Man, fiscal year of Luigi, what a disaster! Oh, oh my, whoa, oh, they really oh. Luigi really screwed the pooch. Hundreds of millions of dollars lost. Four hundred. I cannot say that it's Luigi's fault in good conscience. <laughs> I think Luigi's the fucking fall guy, right? Come on. <laughs> Seriously, that's true. When it didn't get, let's remember, it didn't get declared as the year of Luigi until several months into the year. It's the fiscal year of Luigi. Follow them. Follow the money. Yeah, the money starts with. A but you M. don't think they saw this coming? You don't think there was a chart that went duh, duh, and then projected like exactly right? Projected oh, dotted totally, lines. That's like, what I'm saying. It's Luigi's like, face uh, exactly at the I'm bottom saying. of it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is very much. Yeah, the chart was going down, and they're like, "Shit, Luigi, <laughs> it's your time in the sun." Yeah, it's just <laughs> go to the Senate hearing to talk about car safety. <laughs> Oh yeah, but look, seriously, like I don't know this. It is, it is, it's like the Hudsucker proxy that Coen Brothers movie where the CEO jumps out of the building and then they recruit the guy from the mailroom as the perfect schlub. But in this case, it didn't work. Luigi out. did not invent the hula hoop and save the company. Luigi just went, oh, oh, <laughs> and that was it. He went, Mario, and there was no one in the building. It's just empty for a year. The end. Um, I have been playing 3DS more than any other console this year, so thanks, Luigi. I still like you. I saw a kid with a 2DS, the first one I've seen in the wild. Oh, I've never seen one. He's like basically a doorstop. The end of the year of Luigi movie is actually just everyone who is secretly enjoying the 3DS just going up to Luigi and like just handing him like a Luigi hat or handing him (laughs) their 3DS or like some iconic thing. And then he goes home and cries, no longer ever allowed to be CEO again, but he knows that he like touched the heart of me. And that kid with a 2DS that you saw. Those two people. That's all that it takes for Luigi. He touched the heart of a me. Yeah, I saw no, it. I, he I touched the heart of a me. When you said that, I Jake. saw it as M I I. Oh no, of of a me, Jake. Yes, he also touched the heart of a me of me. Yeah, that was what I meant. Yeah, oh. I knew and then that's I amended I... it to add Mario yes. it to just ruin it for him. <laughs> I feel so bad for Luigi. <laughs> He's fictional. He's not real, Jake. <laughs> I feel bad for Luigi, the sort of cultural uh, construct. The cultural construct. Yeah. Mm. It's just, I mean, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be okay. Well, there's no more year of Luigi's though. Oh, I know. first and last. I was hoping that the year of Luigi would be successful enough that we'd get the year of Waluigi. Oh man, where That's you're the, like Waluigi's the only one who can Waluigi's fix this mess. Is gonna be number one. So <laughs> he's the number one party star. I he think. is the number one party star. Um, well, because if if the year of Luigi had been such a crazy success. But then they that's when they get like the delusions of grandeur. Like, all right, we're gonna just double double down on the fucking but weirdness. Isn't the year of Waluigi the only antidote to the year of Luigi? That's true. Oh, that's true. It is an upside down Luigi. There's just gonna be like weird haunted yeah. like organs and harpsichord <laughs> stuff, and then this lanky weird guy with a tennis racket's gonna come in. And then somehow <sighs> he just becomes a weird benevolent dictator over all of video game dumb. Like we're all enslaved yeah. by Waluigi, but we like it. That's I think what Nintendo would like in general. So and they could finally make the crazy Waluigi game I want them to make, which is just an insane nightmare dreamscape. I know. Puppet Master Waluigi. We've talked about this before. Yes. Where Waluigi is somehow a Puppet Master of, like, himself or something. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I can't remember the actual anything other, any of the rest of the conversation. <laughs> I just remember that the whole game... Your dream game has been forgotten. Yes. Well, it has been. Sadly, Much like but... Nintendo's hopes for the year of Luigi. <laughs> A Waluigi standalone game is what would put Nintendo back on top, for sure. But it would have to come out on Xbox and Steam. (laughs) (laughs) They're working on that Kinect version. They're working on the Kinect. (laughs) Right now, Nintendo's like, shit! The Wii 3 with Kinect. Wii 3? Yeah. What? Mario, Luigi, and Waluigi. You're of Waluigi. Nintendo not contain Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) Luigi, not available. Yeah. Luigi at the last minute gets replaced with Wario, and he is so sad.
Yeah. If Nintendo put out a game that was called Mario and Wario, that might exist already. But if if that happened now, Mario versus Wario, if just no, if, Mario they, if, they, were, if they were teaming up, up like if yeah. Luigi was replaced with yeah. Wario, oh, because, man. because are they related? Like Mario the Mario are Mario. the Mario brothers. I, don't I imagine Wario and Waluigi are also brothers. I don't know those guys were Mario just in like a mirror cousins? dimension. Like they're like Wait, the why do you think? Why would you think Luigi and Waluigi are brothers? No, no, I mean, I meant Wario, Wario and, Waluigi. and Waluigi. Oh, Wario and Waluigi. Okay. I mean, I, I presume they're brothers, but if I was told that they weren't brothers, I would go, oh, okay, sorry. Let's check no. Nintendo canon about this. Boop, 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 boop. Maybe they're, they're just brothers and they're cousins of the other ones. Your internet makes noises. Yeah. It's really good. It's old. <laughs> It's fast though. I was actually looking it up on a Wii device when an internet thing loads and it actually goes like some little squares that are running That's me downloading. Yeah, I was downloading getting those coins. Family tree and then they weren't on there. So Yeah. They've been disowned. By the Mario's proper. Oh, maybe they are like uh yeah. Like a suppressor. They're like they're like the Sackville Bagginses of the of the Mario family tree where there's just a tear. What are we talking about? God, when you said the Sackville Bagginses, I thought you were talking about like something a, in history. Oh, Sack no. Sack on Vanzetti. Sack on Vanzetti. I'm talking about Hobbiton. <laughs> Frame for murder. No. Good. Uh, yeah, I have to fix my pop screen. But then that's why I want oh, to Oh, it's too pooched? No, it's too... Not it's, enough. it's not... It's too... I was looking for a P word that meant saggy. I got nothing. Sagging. More like Bilbo Saggins over here. Video games. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of Idle Thumbs. So if you're not familiar with Squarespace, it is a web page creations site that can make a personal website, an online storefront, a blog. Portfolio. Portfolio. Just incredibly easily and very, very, very good looking. It'll be optimized for mobile. You can have a custom URL. They'll take care of all that stuff for you. And Squarespace stores, Squarespace sites in general, just look really professional. So if you don't have any web skills, uh, it's a really great place to go and put out your signage on the internet at whatever website you want dot com dot whatever yeah and if, <laughs> if you go to squarespace.com slash idle thumbs and then use the offer code thumbs you'll get uh 10% off anything any paid accounts that you create there yeah. um if you want some decent examples of squarespace stuff uh, our friend ollie moss who works with us at campo santo used squarespace to build his portfolio site um which i think is just at ollie yeah and uh, my friend Jared, who writes all the music for Telltale's games, had been meaning to put a portfolio page up for years. He had like a half-built site, and I said, you should probably just use Squarespace, and you'll have it done in like two days. And he did. So that JaredEmersonJohnson.com is another really nice-looking example. His is like audio-focused, and Ollie's is really visual-focused. And they're both... And both of them look... They both look really excellent. nice. Excellent. Um, yeah. And creative people you can trust, because we've worked with them. Because you guys cool know guys. that they're awesome. <laughs> so yeah, you can go to squarespace.com slash thumbs slash idle thumbs and then use the promo code thumbs at checkout yep. you'll get a free month and 10 percent off and your website or storefront or blog or portfolio will look, look really nice very very nice thanks guys and by guys i mean squarespace and the people who are going to go to the website i also thank you and thank ollie thanks ollie and thanks, thanks jared. jared thank you jake you're welcome, you're welcome sean video do you think if Obama call, if the White House calls you, um, his number it shows up as covered black, so I could be screening Obama. That's always so. Did I tell you? That? I think I told the story in the podcast about how a friend's dad who is like in the music business, yeah. and he's like he always answers the phone even if it's a blocked number because it could be the Beatles. I guess if you're the type that was like of how he could be called by the Beatles, that's significant. Chris, I think you could totally be called by a Beatle. There's not many of them left. Paul McCartney could There's totally two. call you. I mean, it's and he'd be like, true. oh, I'm sorry, I was trying to reach Nick Brecken. <laughs> Let's turn Remo up. Turn Remo up on my headphones. Bring that beat back. Turn me up on my headphones. Uh. Kill him. Hurt him. Video games. And thank you, Hulu Plus, for sponsoring this episode as well. Hulu Plus is an online streaming, uh, you know what Hulu is. TV, movies, movies. lots of them. At HuluPlus.com slash thumbs. Yes. And you'll get an extra week of your free trial. Two weeks. It's a week more than the usual Double your weeks. Yeah. And they have a bazillion shows and movies that you can watch. 
I just got Hulu Plus because I had a cat sitter who said she would do it as long as I had Hulu Plus <laughs> so she could watch Grey's Anatomy. And I said, okay, I will do that. Yeah. But now I can watch The Daily Show whenever I want as opposed to having to like, you know, slog yeah, no, around nice. and With getting the, it. Like Hulu Plus, it's mm-hmm. like Hulu.com is the regular website that has some of this content, but then with Hulu Plus, there's... There's a lot of, like, backfilled there's, full there's seasons. Backfilled, you get fewer ads. Like, yeah. yeah, and it also can run on things like the Roku yeah, and that's why I can other systems. You can mm-hmm. stream it on your yeah. uh, on your phone and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Have it on my Roku, and it's great. Oh, and then the other big get, which we talked about last time Hulu Plus was a sponsor, is the Criterion Collection is available on this website. God, I always forget that. So you can watch just... Full movies, and I, but I believe without, you can culture yourself yeah. to death. That's so that's that's the, the craziest get with Hulu Plus for me is that yeah. just on a Roku on your HD TV, you can just stream the Criterion Collection. One of the things that they have on Hulu Plus is just like huge backlogs and current seasons of network TV shows, and the Hulu player is so much better than any like TV show or TV networks web player. It's like I'm as far as like skipping around in the way that it's yeah, and just like and actually using it like a yeah. actual thing that like you'd want to click on, it's just so much better. That's just like one of those minor things that I like. The way their queue works all the for time. binge watching a bunch of stuff is also really yeah. good and yeah. terrible. That was my TV regimen for a long time was just queuing up every show that I liked on Hulu and then just letting them run one into mm. the next into the next one. <laughs> like I would just go to the site and whenever new episodes yeah. of my shows were up, it would just be there. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, that also. It worked really well. Cool. Um, HuluPlus.com slash thumbs. Yes, for, w two, free for trial. a two-free-week trial. Video game. Thanks, Hulu. Thanks, and Sean. And thank you. Ah, thanks. I feel thanked. And thank yeah, you, man. the readers, for listening to our podcast. We get into my pod stance. <laughs> See, this is just flow. It's called podsture. <laughs> Look at my podsture. Nailed. <laughs> Good fire me I'm on a, I'm on a thumbs. Uh, <laughs> Chris Ramo is the cranky Kong of our of our Donkey Kong podcast family. That's too. I'm Daisy Kong. Oh That's man, too close section. Or Donkey Kong, whatever that girl's name is. I'm that like Croco Chomp guy. Croco man. I'm King Crockman. Video games. Thank you, Chris, for coming back into the room because we're back. We're back. Oh, hi guys. Hey, Chris. How you doing? All right. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome, Jake. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, oh no, thank you. Thank, no, thank thank you. Oh, okay. I was on my computer oh. last night and this morning early. I got up early. That's a whole other story. Okay. I bought the cat the wrong kind of food. You can do that. <laughs> did you know you can do that? I did not know that. Okay. I knew so that. I had, friend, I mean, I, I had friends over. I had friends that. over and somebody said, oh, this cat is cat. getting really fat. And I was like, fuck you. There's the door. That cat's not <laughs> fat. That cat is perfect. And you know Someone it. Someone called your cat fat? Yeah. That cat's tiny. Anyway. That's so, why it's no, probably why it's noticeable when it then gets I went fat. to the I went to the store to buy a cat food. <laughs> says judgmental fat shamer. Wow. You <laughs> bought the wrong food. No, so I went to the pet store and I'm looking at all the food and there's just one that I'm gonna buy, right? And it's called oh, it's like called Taste of the Wild. And it has a You're like, I would like that if I was it has a fucking mountain lion on it. And it looks like it's painted oh, by that like make me feel like I was still what my ancestors were. It looks were. like a Remington painting or whatever. It's amazing. And it says like made with real sockeye salmon and like whatever, guts. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> fucking hey, I want this. And then next to it is science diet <laughs> hairball control. <laughs> and next to that is science diet because i'm like oh hairball control that'd probably be pretty good Wait, did you just go through a bunch of like surrogate pride and then shame for your cat oh, like, yeah no i should really i should really get her the hairball control because so, i know she's been she's been shedding and a lot it, lately and then next to the hair this is like this and is I, like being for, at the car dealership and it's, seeing it's also the yeah. fucking dodge viper next to the like fucking dodge shit box yeah <laughs> it's also worth noting that but it's got great economy. it's also worth noting that um uh oh what was i gonna say I was, she's been, she was really hungry. <laughs> she had her food right now and she hadn't eaten like all day. So like I see Taste of the Wild. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get her that one. And then next to it is hairball control. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should get her that. That's like the responsible buy. What's and then the next one? to that is hairball control light. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so you got that. And in the aftermath, I've been You're wondering. You're the mom buying your kid ice milk instead of I ice know. cream now. <laughs> I know. I, I bought her rice cakes. And then next, and then I, for the past two days, I've been wondering why she won't eat. 
She hasn't eaten for two days. That's because she's like, you literally gave me cardboard. She smells it and just looks at me and just meows. Yeah. It's like, oh. She just looks at me and meows. She's just like, so I fed her half a can of tuna this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And she loved it. everywhere. No, but then I went and got her real food and she seemed to like that. So we're all back to normal. Everything's good. Not real food, but like just like whatever, like chicken flavored, whatever. Just, you know. Yeah. But I got up early because I fell asleep watching The Americans, and which is fucking awesome. Oh, I love God, that show. God, that fucking show is so good. I fell asleep watching The Americans, but she was sitting right next to my laptop, which was in my bed. Mm-hmm. And I woke Wait, up. You said you fell asleep watching The Americans? Yeah. The most recent episode of The Americans, I've tried to watch twice, and I fell asleep at the end both times. Not because it's boring or anything. It's just like a weird... It's I think both it's the music. at the same time that I like... <laughs> yeah. We're going to save this for our spinoff TV podcast. Sorry, That's yeah, true. Okay, go ahead. But I fell asleep and she was sitting right next to the laptop, which is right next to my face. And then I woke up at six in the morning and she hadn't moved. <laughs> she just goes, tap, 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 and hits me in the face. And I'm like, fuck, I'll buy you good food this morning. I promise. Let's eat some tuna first. So I started some tuna. And then I went to my computer and I looked at the Steam list. And again, number one was DayZ. So I'm like, oh, there must have been an update. So I started playing DayZ again. Hmm. And the thing I was going to talk about is it's weird to play. Like I played like, I don't know, over a hundred hours of Daisy, whatever, like maybe three or four months ago, five months ago. And it felt like I was really, really deep into that game. Like knew everything where everything was, knew how to get around, knew every little system, every little weird bug and foible. But now a lot of those bugs and foibles are patched, but there's new bugs and foibles and there's just new systems. So it's weird to oh, be like, crazy. I know how this works. Oh, wait, I'm wet now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm cold? Am I dying? Am I good? Am I fine? Like, the way they use, like, melee weapons is now different. You have to equip and then sort of, like, like move them into an attack p- a prone mm-hmm. position, which is really great for visually communicating with people right, that you're right, going to hurt them. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I didn't, like, I got killed by my first zombie because I was like, oh, I guess my keybinds don't work anymore. But uh, I didn't realize I had to, like, put, yeah, like, you had to axe prime your prime axe. It, yeah. yeah. So there's, a, it's funny. You don't really think about that with an alpha funded game because none of that stuff is communicated in any sort of UI layer. I'm sure that stuff is in the patch notes, but that's not something that, like, a consumer should be expected to go read. Like, that stuff is but it's interesting. Also just, it's, it's an alpha, though, also. So you have to sort of just roll with it. It's an alpha, punches. so you have to roll with it. But, like, you're just, it's like going. It's like returning to a city that you used to live in, but like 15 years later. And you're like, that used to be a park, I thought. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am, am I even in the – wait, maybe this is the wrong neighborhood. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like because yeah. the game's other, starting to look – That's how I felt when I played FTL again. And I'm like, yeah, charge weapon – do I just forget how this works? Is this new – what is this exactly? I'm pre- laser. Is that like a beam? Like I, I, I had that. I just you know constantly because yeah. all that stuff is like seated in. It's not like an expansion pack. And like right. here's the new thing. It's just like part of the game now. Yeah. Like I don't. And it re- makes you realize when you're out of touch of the community. Like Nick Herman and I and a bunch of like that dude Tex who killed me the first time I played. All sort of started just rolling around together and some of the guys in the podcast. And when you don't have that community anymore, that's like oh you. Like you're, you know, you jump on and then you see that somebody's on a server and then yeah. like you get on Teamspeak with them and they're like, oh yeah, so like in the patch, this new thing is different, so watch out for that. And also, oh, if you go here, there's this thing. The game also look, the colors are more rich and starting mm. to look. It's the game just looks different. They cut like a really cinematic trailer for it, which is weird. All with in-game footage. Hmm. It's now like on. It's just I don't know. It's becoming more and more of a real game. Yeah, yeah. But it was weird. I started in the rain. It's like you are cold. You are wet. You are wet. <laughs> you are soaking through. I'm like. What the this fuck? is new, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, of course I am, but I'm not, I wasn't before. <laughs> right. I didn't yeah. notice before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it again. And I had just an amazing interaction just right when it started. I thought I was going to die, but a guy just laid his rifle down on the ground and said, you take and ran away. Nice. It was amazing. That's like, cool. Yeah. Sounded like he was from South America or something. It's awesome. Then you shot him in the back and took his stuff. How did you, how do you, what? I wasn't streaming. What? How do you know that? <laughs> the last time that you played Daisy before when we did the least dangerous game, was that yeah. actually the last time you let it? I tried that? to play after that, but it was like too. The thrill's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that After like, the most dangerous game, what's left? Yeah, it was like, uh, there's nothing better than hunting Ollie Moss. So I, like, I couldn't get my thrills any other way. So yeah. I haven't played since then. But I'm going to go back to it. I'm back in for sure for a little bit. And I was, I was, what's so funny is I was going to queue up Kentucky Route Zero episode three, but I like knew that I didn't have enough time. I saw Jake yeah. playing that on Steam. No, I was I haven't played it yet. I, oh, maybe that was Sean that I saw playing on yeah. Steam. Yeah, yeah. Enough people have mentioned it that I need to get to it, but I got distracted by finally going through The Wolf Among Us, hmm. which I then accidentally left running, so now it looks like I've been playing it for 200 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I played, this is really out of the blue, but I played um, all the way through You Have to Win the Game, which oh, is the okay. game by J. Kyle Pittman, who's the brother oh, yeah. of David Pittman, who developed um, uh, Eldritch and is currently making Diogenwelt. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's that like sort of security uh, surveillance hacking themed first person game that he's working on that I mentioned a, a couple weeks ago. But his brother, Jay Kyle Pittman, made this game called You Have to Win the Game, which is a super duper stripped down, like very um, mi- like minimalist, super old school side scrolling platformer. Actually, it's not side scrolling. It's just a side perspective. It is like imitating what platformers were like before scrolling had been introduced to them. It's so everything is screen by screen. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I really liked it like a lot. I really liked it. Um, it's one of the things I like about it is how rigorous it is in its design. Um, it's just left, right, and then down to go through like, you know, semi, semi transparent blocks, you know, like where you can go down through them um, and jump and that's it. And like all of the controls, like all of your interactions come out of that. That's, and that's the entire input with the game. And it's completely sufficient for like a shocking, a game of shockingly complex level design, which is the thing that I, the thing that was really strong to me about it. Um, it, it's a world that's all one contiguous world, you know? So like all the rooms are all connected to each other. There's lots of retraversal. So you start to know it really well. Like you start to, there's no map or anything that you have access to. Um, so you just start to know the layout of the world by just inhabiting it a lot. And you unlock like maybe three upgrades over the course of the game. Like there's double jump. There's like a wall, jump thing and then there's there's a thing that like enables certain blocks that were once just dotted outlines that are nothing and then it turns like once you get that for the entire rest of the game they're now opaque and you can jump on them and stuff so it unlocks it's like a gating mechanism mm-hmm. that unlocks new places you can go and the combination of these three things like they're really spread apart like they're roughly evenly distributed throughout the total time it'll take you to finish the game um so it means you play a huge tr- like a lot of time like a lot of your relative time in the game is spent with just, you know, one state at a time. And then like, okay, I've played a bunch of this game. Now I unlocked this thing. Now I'm going to go through it again a lot. Then I unlock the next thing. I'm going to go through it a lot more. You're not like constantly finding new things. It's like every time you find an upgrade, it recontextualizes basically the entire map. Uh, and so it feels very meaningful and significant. And the level design is so good. You've, you're constantly going back through rooms where like before you went through this room and the lower right corner of the screen, you see a little cavern that like has a path out to the right. But like, I couldn't get there before because I wasn't able to get in the previous room. I wasn't able to get to this place that now lets me go through like the lower segment of this room. Now I have this upgrade that allows me to do that. And that unlocks this whole other area that like weaves in and out through areas I've been before. Like it's just very, very smartly constructed. Like it's super tight and it feels like I'm, I'm sure he must have had to test it a lot to make sure that um, stuff didn't break by because you know it's the kind of thing where you can do you once you get like wall jump you can start doing crazy things like jump off a wall and then immediately turn around to like jump past a thing that seemed like it was blocking you to mm-hmm. jump vertically so he must have really had to be super careful uh, in design and testing to make sure that you couldn't just get yourself into a situation where it's like, well, I managed to just basically squeak my way into here, but now I can't get out and I can't kill myself. So I'm just stuck here forever. You know, that's a thing that can happen in in games like this theoretically, but it never occurred to me or never happened in my case. Um, And I just really liked it. And then also visually, I just think it's awesome. Um, What's the style? It's like, what is it? EGA? What's the four color PC? CGA is four color. C- I think CGA? CGA is like black, white, purple, and blue. Or yes. there's an, oh, there's a couple of variant CGA yeah, palettes. But that's like, the one that you. Yes, it's you like see that. It's like so. It's modeled after early computer games as opposed to early console games. So it has that very different look. And what's what's you know it's like a very different style than what was going on mm-hmm. in like eight bit console graphics at the time. It's just it, um, those those games always take advantage of the fact, or do they just? It seems like their look is born out of the fact that they they were displayed super crisp on a PC, and it's not well. What's it's not expecting the fudginess of like, like an NES well, pixel art. Game. Yeah, but what's cool about it is that the game by default, you can turn this off, but I thought it was really awesome, so I always left it on. Um, there's an option that is, again, on by default. So to me, it was just what the game was when I loaded it up, which is CRT simulation, mm-hmm. where it renders the game like framed in just like a beige right. plastic screen with the curvature and then like the little kind of hexagonal arrangement uh-huh. of pixel of like 
pixels that you recognize. Yeah. yeah, that you recognize if you grew up playing games on like a CRT monitor up close, um, which you did if you grew up playing PC games, and it looks so good. And it gives the game that's great. It gives the game such a like distinct visual look that it's simultaneously what those games actually looked like but also not because you're consciously thinking of that part of it now. Whereas when you played the games that were like that when you were eight, that was just an abstraction layer through which every game you played. It's funny. When was, was the filtered. last time either of you guys actually looked at an, a PC game running at like 640 by 480 on a 14-inch CRT? It has been so long since I've seen Years that. and years and years yeah. and years. Yeah. Also, this was, I think, 320. But I know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. even just yeah, yeah, going yeah. back uh-huh. as, as late as like yeah, 1999, I, I really can't remember. Yeah, yeah. it's... But this was really cool because you because when when we were doing that we weren't thinking about it yeah, in those terms like. exactly. Whereas in this case, like you're constantly thinking about it, and it gives the game a very deliberate art direction. Um, he simulated it really well, even to the point of like the sprite bleeding through to the background in mm-hmm. certain cases that are just like taking advantage of the fact that he's using as one of the colors of the sprite, I guess, the background color of the screen, and most of the time it just looks. Mm-hmm. Like how the sprite's supposed to look, but then sometimes when it, the sprite is on top of certain background elements, you get that bleed through effect. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's a thing that I never see people. You'd never do it in a game deliberately unless you were specifically trying to evoke that era. And you can turn off the CRT simulation, and it just looks fine, right? Like it's just like, oh, it's just kind of like a low res. You turn it back on, and it's just like, wow, this looks. This like feels like something so evocative. And what's even crazier, it has then on top of that an option to turn on. I guess EGA color mode. Wait, what's the one that's one above that? Where it's EGA actually is 16 like sixteen colors. Yes, you can turn on EGA mode, and suddenly it's like a sixteen color EGA game with you know where the character actually like there's actual color choices being made, and that blew my mind. It actually recreated the feeling of moving from like a shitty CGA only like graphics display. To the first time you see a game like you get a in 16 or colors, and you get yeah, and you're like, colors. oh my god, like this is cra- this is crazy looking. Because I'd spent hours before I even I loaded the game and I just started playing. It. I didn't go into the options menus at all. Hardly a PC gamer, Chris. I know, right? And then like hours in, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the options of this game are. Oh, CRT simulation, that's an option. What the hell? Like color mode, and I switched it. And because I'd been so acclimated to this four color, like super um, monochromatic thing switching into the 16 color mode actually created that effect in my brain. It was amazing. Does the display bezel change when you switch it to EGA? No, it doesn't. Oh, it come doesn't. on. I know, I know, I know. And, but you know what's funny is ultimately I, I turned off the 16 color mode and went back to four color because it was just, to me, such, it felt so much more of a statement. Like it was so, I just the art direction like felt so much more intentional and like clear. And uh, I just, I just really, I just liked that game a lot. Um, the, it has a percentage completion thing that is like just strewn throughout the entire game. There are just like little bags of money that you collect. And I think I got, I think when I beat the game, I had 84% of them and then it lets you keep playing after you win. And I think I got up to like 92% and then I'm just like, okay, I'm basically, I'm done. Like I'm not going to scrounge this for the last remaining little bits of collectible, but like, but I really enjoyed it. Also it's free on steam. You can just go on Steam and get it for free. It's free? It's free. And the reason is because he's making... The reason I remembered about this game is because he's making a new version of it called Super You Have to Win the Game. And that's like his next actual game project. That one hopefully supports uh, 256 colors as well as the previous (laughs) number of colors. I mean, presumably. I don't know what what he's doing with it. Mode 7 graphics. Yeah. Um, But because of that, he just put the original one up for free up on Steam. Awesome. I'm going to look and see if there's a way I can just give him money because I I really... Address. He he might have a humble widget or something. I don't know. But like, um, it was a super enjoyable, super. It was a very enjoyable way to spend several hours. I played it in two sittings. The first sitting got me. Sorry, I didn't want to (laughs) give it away. (laughs) The first sitting got me up to like, I think 75% or so, just all in one. And I probably could have just kept going, but I think I'd I'd actually do something at the time. And then in the second season, the second sitting, I just got the final upgrade and finished it up. I, I really enjoyed it. Super good. It was super good. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Because it was. Sweet. Yep. Did you play it with a controller or with a keypad? Um, I I started with a keypad and then I played it with a controller, I think. I mm-hmm. think I played it mostly with a controller. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. It just supports the Xbox for 61 if it's plugged in when you start the game. I will play it. But also the controls are so simple. Oh, wait. Maybe I didn't use keyboard. You know what? I I think I actually did use a keyboard. 
but it's one of those games where it's the inputs are so simple. It's only one yeah. input other than the arrows mm-hmm. that it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could totally do it either, either way. Yeah. Cool. Yep. What do you guys say about calling it for this week and collect a bunch of reader mail for next week? I say okay. Jake. What if we do that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. If you would like to be possibly part of that reader mail, write us at questions@thumbs.net. You would like to be part of it, so please write us. Only send us your best question. <laughs> or dream. Only send us your best four-paragraph email. Don't send us your dream. Don't, yeah, what? Don't do that. Send your dreams to Sean at idlethumbs.net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. All right, goodbye. Oh. Follow us on Twitter at idlethumbs. I miss you guys. I miss you too, Jake. No, not not you, Chris. The readers. Oh. I miss you though. Oh. oh, yeah. Think about that. I we're already not. Think about that when I sit across from you at a desk every day. <laughs> <laughs>This episode was brought to you by Loot Crate, the subscription service for gamers. We can get apparel, collectibles, and all sorts of stuff at lootcrate.com slash thumbs with the promo code thumbs, which you can use to get 10% off your first Loot Crate. Lion face. <clears throat> Wait, what about lemon face, though? L- lemon face comes after lion face. Lion face... <clears throat> Lemon face. <laughs> Lion face. Lemon face. <laughs> P is for podcast. P Lion is for podcast. Face. This episode is brought to you by Lion Face. <laughs> oh, fuck me in the fucking face. I don't know how to do this.